Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. I think I want to start uh, by reading. I'm going to preach a message that also uh, share some things um, with you that uh, are words that like prophetic words that God has um, given to myself and to Tori um, here recently, and even starting, what I'm going to start with is uh, a little excerpt from one that uh, someone wrote, actually Frida Shackleford uh, wrote um, a long time ago, actually in 1997, whenever I was 18, she wrote uh, a letter to me and didn't give it to me <laughs> at that time, which was probably God, because I wouldn't have understood or wouldn't have appreciated it. Um, but more than that, it wasn't for that time. I truly believe it was for now. Um, and to give you some perspective, uh, I was, like I said, like 17 or 18, and that was like 25 years ago. Um, and so, uh, really to preface these things, you know, I <laughs> we believe here at church and always have that God is speaking, that He moves, that miracles happen, that He is speaking to us, But you also know that, uh, and, and I've learned from my dad, that, that we, don't, we don't take those things lightly or also live on prophetic words as though we're going to accomplish them or we're going to do something because, oh gosh, God gave me this word and now these things are going to happen. I'm going to go out and buy a car because he said he was going to bless me with a car. And he, I'm just going to be like, here, God, here's the bill, you know? Just, that's what seems to happen sometimes. You know, when God speaks something to us, you know, God's going to bless you with a car. And, and we go out and get like a $100,000 car and be like, God, come on, pay for it, you know. That is not what we do. But we take these things in our heart and contemplate them, pray over them, and allow them to, to be there for confirmation of what he is going to do. And I say that to say, I believe that some of these things, and I'm not going to share all of them because there's, it's crazy how many over the past, and I can say, well, even 25 years, but even the past six, seven years that God has spoken things from somebody to me. One of them being, and that's when I say it's crazy, not crazy, but just wild to think about, um, we were at a Hillsong concert in, you know, out at the amphitheater. And we're just standing there worshiping, you know, at this, this Hillsong worship. And, and I'm just standing there. I, I always like to be on the aisle, okay? It's just like a thing. Um, I have to be on the outside. Don't trap me in, you know? But um, I'm just standing there, like, just worshiping, and, and this guy just walks by, and then he turns around, and he looks at me, and he's 
looking at me. I'm like, what do you want? Like, what's, you know, <laughs> just some dude. I didn't know who he was. And he turns around and he, he looks at me and he says, God just told me to tell you that he wants to do something big through you. And he walks away. I'm like, what? We, okay, all right. You know, like I, I'm just sitting here worshiping and God just tells him to tell me that. And so that was that. And I take that in. But I want to read a little bit. And this, this what I want to read from this letter is, I want to read it to, to share with you, but also I believe it's to speak over us. Because I believe this isn't just for me, but this is for us. There's some that maybe was just for me in this letter, but I want to read this to you. And I want you to take this in, okay? It says, I will not withhold my power and my glory from any seeking heart. When you yield yourselves to me and I shall whisper my word in the ear of your spirit, you be and I will do. Now it's your choice to partake or to refuse as I have set the table before you. As my word says, this is, she's speaking to me, so take this to yourself and if it's a man, you're a man, if it's a woman, as a woman. But it says, as my word said, stand and be a man's man, and I have confidence in your choice. The enemy has misconstrued my will at times in your life, that, I, that it was a sacrifice and suffering that I was after. But I tell you, I was the sacrifice and the suffering. All you need to do is walk right in through the door of grace, for my grace is sufficient. Where love abounds, grace abounds. There is no greater love than my love. So you see, you have all the grace you need. I'll take care of the sacrifice and the sufferings. And you just bask in my love and grace and glory. I do not speak as one whose voice is lost in the noise of a waterfall, but you will hear my voice loud and clear. You shall never exhaust my supply. The more you give of yourself, the more will be given to you. And I want to share these things because we're coming into this week of prayer and fasting. And I, I God has been speaking so many things and, and bringing things, I I guess I could say to a, a point or a culmination, I believe, in my life. And, and I have to say, as, as I said last week, that I have to stand in faith not seeing what it is or is going to be, but even before I see it. But I believe that these things that have been spoken our confirmation that God is doing something in this moment. I'm going to go to Matthew 16, starting in verse 13. And it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesar Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, 
He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. One of those guys, you know, one of those, you know, people are just saying you're one of those great guys. But then he asked them, he said to them in verse 15, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? See, he takes this this question, and I, I can't, you know, say exactly what Jesus was thinking in this moment. But I know that he knows everything, right? And it's not like he was, he was not understanding or trying to get something that he didn't already know. What he was trying to do was to reveal or get something released in them. So he takes it and says, like, you can look at all the things that, that everybody else is saying about who I am and, and what I'm going to do, and, and those, those things are not revealed to you by me. But I want to ask you, can you get an answer for yourself personally? Can you seek after me? Can you ask and, and inquire of me personally and not just be getting something from others around you? Can you not just be, you know, doing well because others are doing well, but can there be something personal about it? And he says, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, verse 16, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. How did he know this? And this is where I, I want to get to. Like I, I want to bring some understanding or, or revelation to God speaking to us. And how, look, I, I talked two weeks ago about the release of the Spirit and how we have to allow God to, to break that outer shell of who we are, the self so that his spirit can be released in us. And talked last week about releasing control, our control over what's going to happen, or, you know, God's spoken something to us, or we want God to do something, but, but do we control it and say he has to do it a certain way, or how we want, or how we like? Today, I, I, I hope that there's a light turned on and, and a, a veil taken off of our understanding so that we can see God do amazing and incredible things. He already has, he, he already does, but I want to see each and every one of us, myself included, but each and every one of us walk in the power of God that, that we have never seen before. I want to see something light up in us that dispels any 
possibility of darkness or any shadow in our life. That we can walk into a room or into our office or into our school or wherever we are and the darkness just has to go because our spirit has been released. The spirit of God has been released in us that there's so much of who Christ is that it invades the place that we're in. Verse 17. Right, Peter had said, you're the Christ. You are Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. This word, I don't know if you like to do this like I do. You should because it's pretty fun. But don't just read stuff and then just fly past it. Take the words and and dive into them. And I got excited. Whenever I read this, I, I told Tori, I was like, revealed? The word for revealed is apocalypto. This word, if you read it in the original language, it's apocalypto. I I was like, man. Like there's, I think there's a comic book character named Apocalypto. I I was like, this this word is so interesting. And so I started reading about it. This word apocalypto, to uncover, to lay open what has been veiled or covered up. And the root words are apo which means to remove or to uncover, or a separation of something from another thing. And calypto means to hide or to veil. (laughs) So when Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, he says, dear Peter, my Peter, God, God has revealed this to you. Peter, this isn't something that you came up on your own. You're blessed because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but it's been removed. The veil has been removed. The veil that was hiding so you couldn't understand has been removed, and flesh and blood didn't do this. This isn't something that you could come up on your, with on your own, but God has revealed this. God has revealed this to you. He says, my Father in heaven is the one that revealed it. And see, this is what I hope for all of us this week. Why do do we fast? Why, Why do we take this time of prayer and fasting? We do this because so many times, we're so busy and, and, and doing so many things and so worried about getting hungry and, and eating and taking care of the kids and, you know, or that's us, but, you know, anything else. All these things that you have to do that we just fly through our day. And in this moment, what we want to do is take and set aside 
some of our cravings for these natural things, for food, or TV, or especially social media, to set aside these things that we're craving to fill us up and say, no, these aren't the things that are going to fill me up, but I want to seek after God in this moment. I'm going I'm to deprive myself of filling up on all this stuff so that I can fill up on who God is, so that I can take in more of who He is. And in this moment, I believe that God says, I want to reveal, I want to remove the veil. I want to remove the thing that's been hindering you from coming in close. I want to remove the boundary, the barrier. That you feel like you, you haven't been able to break through this thing in your life. You feel like you haven't been able to really hear me or, or see me in your life. But I want to remove that veil. Will you come in close and seek after me? And in verse 18, right after this, Jesus says, and also I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. On this rock I will build. What, what rock? The rock of understanding who Christ is. The rock of allowing revelation to invade who you are so that you're not living on your own understanding or your own strength. The rock of who Christ is in us. And I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, I want God to move in me, in you, in all of us in this way to come to this place of revelation of who He is. And then He speaks over us and He says, whatever you bind on earth, things that need to be bound up, that sin that you've been dealing with, that thing that, that has been tormenting you, that Thing, that anxiety, that fear, all these things that have been coming and attacking you, those things, he says, I, I will give you the power to bind those and they will be bound here and they'll be bound in heaven. And not only that, when you come into this revelation, everything that you loose or you release here will be released in heaven. And, and it's not a release of who we are, but a release of who He is and what He wants to do. And He wants release in your life. He wants release in your family and everybody around you. Will we be willing to do that with Him?
in 1 Corinthians 2.13. You have Paul kind of unfolding the same kind of thing. He says, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. See, the natural man is that flesh and blood, like Jesus said. He's saying, the natural man or flesh and blood doesn't reveal this to you, but God does, My, the Father in heaven does. Or he says, the Spirit of God in you is the one that's revealing these things to you. Are we allowing him to do what he needs to do in our lives so that he can be released in a way that speaks life, that speaks breakthrough, that the revelation of who he is and what he wants to do can be opened up to us in our lives. He says, apart from God, apart from the Spirit, the natural man any one of us, if with, without God to reveal these things to us, we just see these things as foolishness. You ever had that moment where you're, you're like, God is, is speaking me to do, to do this thing, and, and maybe it was even your family member or a friend is like, that is silly, that is just foolish. Why would you step out? Why would you do something without knowing what's going to happen? Why would you step out in faith? Why would you do that? You have no idea what's going to happen. And to the other person, it looks like foolishness. But to you, you know because God has revealed that to you. And he says, if you step out in faith, I'm going to do something in your life. But to others, it's foolishness. So I'm going to take this moment and, and share a little something about this last year and about this word release. Um, at the beginning of this year, we as a staff, we've been doing this for a couple of years, and I, you know, I think I may have said this before, but it's not something that I've done in my life uh, previously, you know, kind of thought like, oh my gosh, somebody's saying, you know, I'm going to make this resolution, and this is my word from the year, and all this stuff. But God's really been dealing with me about like, are you going to listen to what I'm speaking to you and claim what I'm giving to you for the year that you're stepping into? So we were taking and, and, and sharing these words that, that God had placed on our hearts for the year. And my word last year was release. I didn't understand it. I didn't really know. I just, you know, said, like, I, I believe that, that God's speaking to me this word release, and, and maybe it's that I think it's probably because I need to release some things to him and lose control of what's going on so that he can do something. 
And I prayed about it. I thought about it. But you know how things go whenever you get going in the year, and, and I really even just forgot about that word. About halfway through the year, and I wasn't really thinking about it anymore. And then we come to this moment in September, and Pastor Tori and I, and we took a handful of people, and we went uh, to a conference. It was actually the Belonging Conference, Belonging Co., um, who is coming in four and a half weeks um, to do a worship night here with us. Um, and let me tell you, that is God and Him bringing that together. And I believe it's a God moment, and it's not just a worship night. It's Him wanting to do something in us. So if you haven't thought about coming, you should think about it, because I don't think you want to miss it. But yes, this same belonging, we went to this conference, and we were sitting in this meeting, and it was for leaders, from pastors and staff, and we were sitting there, an amazing message was spoken, and then their associate pastor uh, got up to close out the service, and, and he was just being led by God and praying over the pastors and leaders, and, and, and he's just like, I feel that God wants, uh, you know, there's, there's people that, that have held on to something that, that, you know, that you're controlling, and you need to release it to God. You need to release the control, uh, and, and you've, you, you know, you've been holding back from God. And I don't, I don't even really know what happened, but before I knew it, I was halfway to the front of the room, you know? It was one of those moments that, like, I got up, and I don't know if I was running, but I felt like I was running, and I didn't even know if Tori was with me because I wasn't looking back. But then it, when I got closer up to the front, I looked back and she was right behind me and we were both just like, before we got to the front, like tears coming down, of our, down our eyes. And we're just there. In this moment, at the front, at the altar, and, and, and God had used him to speak to us in that moment. So then he and a couple of other people, uh, pastors and, and prayer leaders at their church, like went around and just laid hands on people and prayed for people. Um, and we were a mess, and there was a puddle of snot and tears at our feet. And then he got back to close out the service, and he was like, man, it's been so great and then turns and speaks a word over us. And I, I just wanted to share that with you guys. So if we can, um, would you play that? Wake up tomorrow, there is going to be something different about the way that you sense and relate to God. I know it. Man, just really quickly before we close, we're going to be out here in three. But man, I, don't, I do not know you guys. But man, when I saw you, the word heritage, the word heritage, oh man, I don't even know what heritage you're from, but... There is such a heritage of, of people before you, man, that, that have walked in the ways of God in a measure of power and a measure of wisdom and even 
uh, great leadership to, to a degree, but I feel like the, what, you, what you are going to carry is even uh, much, much greater, and it's going to look a lot different, but there is something of the weightiness of the power of the Holy Spirit that is, that is just like, I, the word I have for you, you, you're very smart up here, but it's going to come from here. It's going to come from Him. <laughs> and it is not going to make sense at times. But it's because it's been prayed into you, prayed over you for young, for many, many years. And God has seen the diligence and He's going to reward it. But He's going to use both of you in mighty, mighty ways. And your wife, there is a fire of God upon you. I want to put my hand on you. The heat and the fire upon your head was so hot that you are going to, there, there, is a, there is a quickening in you and a boldness. And the enemy has tried to suppress and make you timid and quieten you down. But there is that roar of a lion that's going to come out of you that is going to break the chains of bondage over many women's lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Breathe upon them, God, in the name of Jesus. So, <laughs> the reason that I share that is not to like, you know, wow, God said he's going to do something big. The reason I share that is because I forgot what my word was for last year. <laughs> but God didn't forget. And after that moment, we went back and where we were staying and, you know, trying to recover from that moment. Um, and Tori just looked at me and she's like, what are you feeling? Like, what, what are you feeling right now? Or what's, like, what's going on? Because I've, I don't think I said a word for like an hour after that. And so she was like, what's going on? And, uh, and I said, you know, I just feel like that there's this release, that I released something and God released something. And she got like this light in her eyes and she's like, I, I just looked at the, the notebook where we wrote the words for this year and do you remember what your word is? I was like, actually, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what my word was. She's like, your, your word that you spoke over this year was release. And so again, we were a mess and just, like trying to comprehend what had happened and what God was doing. But wait, there's more. So later on in the year, whenever we were contemplating this and we believed, like, you know, I, I, we were talking about it, like I think that release is that word that we want to speak at the beginning of the year and for our prayer and fasting. And so we were looking just at things about release. And Tori looks up this scripture and, and she says, do you know what Deuteronomy says about release? And I was like, you know, I'm going to read Deuteronomy, but I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. Um, 
And so she says, you have to read this. In Deuteronomy 15. It says in verse 1, at the end of every seven years you shall grant a release of debts. And this is the form of release. Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Of a foreigner you may require it, but you shall give up your claim to what is owed by your brother. Except when there may be no poor among you, for the Lord will grant greatly bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance. Only if you care, carefully obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe with care all these commandments which I command you today, for the Lord your God will bless you as he promised you. He shall lend, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over you. So it's like, whoa, this is a powerful scripture. But when I said there was more, it wasn't just this scripture. It was the fact that it says every seven years is the year of release, and it's the Lord's release. And last year, believe it or not, See, I, I, don't, I don't do these things, right? Like, I, I don't take and, you know, try to, you know, count the numbers and the years and, and all these different things. I, I'm not really a whole lot in the book of Revelation and trying to figure out all the prophetic things and all this stuff. But God still works in your life, even when you're not, you know, understanding it. And last year was the seventh year that we've been leading this church. Now, take it for how you will, but to me, I believe God was saying, you've been holding on long enough. You've been doing it your way. Well, I, now, I don't want to say that like I've just been trying to control everything. I think if you know me, I haven't. But what I would say is that I've been scared. Scared, I even said that last week and yeah, anyway. But I've been scared of what will happen if I completely release, if I completely let go. I, if, if, if God just does whatever he wants, you know, which I want and I've asked him. And even in that letter from, from Frida, she says something about this. Was it from Frida or maybe it was the Kathy Leshner word, which I haven't shared with you, but it's another one. But anyway, you said, do whatever you want. And I'm going to take you at your word. But you have to, I, I have to let go of being, under, that, that I need to understand what's going to happen before it happens. I need to release the control or how it's going to look or what's going to happen so that God can do what he wants to do. I was holding a debt against God. 
if you will. I was holding something that I shouldn't be holding. And I share this and, and ask you too, is there something that you've been holding against God? If there's so, is there something that you've been, God, why doesn't it look this way? God, why haven't you done this? God, I want you to do something, but I want you to do it how I want you to do it. What do we need to release to him today? What have we been holding on to? Maybe it's our sin. Maybe it's control. But God says, I want you to release that to me and see what I do. In Acts 4, 23, you have this moment. And, and I share all these things to say. I, I want to see God do what He did here in this next Scripture. And you have... the disciples and their the people gathered with them. and I think it was Peter and, and uh, John, I believe, were taken in and questioned and, and being, you know, like, why are you doing this? Why are you preaching about Jesus? All these different things. And they were holding them. And then they released them. And when they came back, Starting at verse 23, it says, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and His Christ. So they took this moment. And you have to understand that there was persecution and they were being sought after and they didn't know if they were going to be killed, stoned, beaten, beheaded, any of these things. But still, they spoke of who Christ was. And when they were released, they came to this moment together in, in, in one accord, and, and they started praying. And what did they do? They gave glory, they praised God, and told Him who He was. Not what they wanted to do, or what they wanted Him to do. But told him who he was and what he has spoken and who he is. 
And then in verse 27, it says, For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purposes determined to be done. They said, all these things, we know that no matter what it is, we know that you are in control. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So they're speaking these things and then they say, listen, there's all these threats and, and this plot to, to destroy what you're trying to set up, God. And they didn't say, save us, protect us, make life easy. What did they say? They said, Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. Grant us boldness. And grant us your hand to heal and to see signs and wonders happen, to see things happen that can't be done with flesh and blood, but only by your spirit. Would you reach out and do what only you can do? In verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. All of what I've shared today, everything, that I've said is because I want to release to God everything so that we can see this happen in our lives. I want to seek God and ask Him for boldness and to pray And this place, and your house, and the city, and the world, to be shaken. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.